Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am here with Melissa of The Wise Wife on Instagram and she also has a company called Melissa Wise Consulting. I am so excited to have her on. She is like a wealth of knowledge and just like an all-around badass. Hi Melissa, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here and (laughs) just collaborate with this. I'm so excited. Same. I know. We met at like a a brunch thing and Melissa talked and I was just like, ah, like I have to have her on my podcast. She's so freaking cool. So I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your business and how you got started. So I was someone that I never imagined myself being an entrepreneur, to be totally honest. And, um, I started in digital marketing at BYU TV and just found that it was like a passion of mine and just grew like a lot of knowledge and experience of just running campaigns. And then I was approached privately by some different people and they were like, Hey, would you be interested in doing this for us kind of on the side? And I said, Oh, like I never thought about that. And then just over time, grew my business through referrals by, and just by hustling, by working hard. And now, um, you know, I run my business full time. I have over a hundred clients and they range anywhere from influencers to, um, like apps to politicians. It kind of is a really wide range and it's something that I have loved doing and growing. That's insane. 100 clients? Like, how do you keep that straight? Oh my goodness. So staying organized is definitely like, uh, like it's something that didn't come naturally because at first, like I just was trying to keep lists and realize that that was not it. So, um, I have lots of planners. I have, um, like really clear, uh, Google calendars that I keep straight with me and with my clients. And then, um, just making sure all my campaigns are laid out really clearly so that I have deadlines and times all laid out. I feel like that's really important. Yeah. Do you have employees? So I've done um, internships, but it's just me and my husband. And then I'll hire like um, an intern here or there. Cause if, cause sometimes with my clients, they want um, like someone a little bit more full time and I like my freedom. So then Mm -hmm. I'll train them for them and then they kind of go and do their thing. Oh, cool. So what, like your average client, what do you do for them? So my average client, I will run their social media platforms. Um, I do mostly like videography and photography for them. And Mm -hmm. then also um, with influencer marketing being such like a hot topic right now, it's also, you know, collaborating with influencers, getting them contracted, dates, all of that good stuff. Very cool. And who is like, I mean, you said you've worked with Jeffree Star, right? Yeah. So tell yeah, me, I of worked. course, like, that's what I want to talk about. Cause I'm just like, this basic <laughs> bit. but me and Lexi were both like, cause my friend Lexi was at the brunch with me. She was also talking, but she, we heard you say Jeffree Star and we were like, why is no one freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes, especially in Utah, like people don't know who he is, but he's so fun to work with. I've worked with like a lot of really wide, like a wide variety of influencers, but you know, they can range anywhere from like, you know, 14,000 subscribers. So I've worked with someone with 30 million. So who, so who, who are like some of the big names you've worked with besides Jeffree Star? 
Um, like I worked on some shoots with like Devin Supertramp. Oh, wow. Um, he's since he's from a local from Provo, like he's a lot of fun to work with. Mm-hmm. And then like some of my clients, <laughs> I do have contracts with them, so I can't say like their names. But um, but they but have, like, I love. Wait, so why why do you do that? Why do they like want no? Like why do they want uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Anonymousness. <laughs> anonymity or something like that yeah yeah they they kind of want it like that so one and and obviously if they want anonymity I charge a little bit more for that yeah but they want to kind of keep their campaigns a secret because everyone wants to think that they did it on their own interesting how is that does that sometimes suck like you're putting in all this effort and you do this whole huge thing and it's like everyone thinks it was this person you know yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely eye-opening when you do work on, like, putting so many hours on campaigns, and then, like, ultimately the influencer takes all of the credit for it, because mm-hmm. they're the ones with the big name, mm-hmm. but I think, like, my passion is more just, like, the strategy and being able to make that happen, and then because of that anonymity like they are very referral based so then I'm able to grow my clientele from like more closed doors and it opens a lot more than I opens a lot of more doors than I probably wouldn't have I still like can't get over that 100 clients I have a hard time like keeping five clients (laughs) I'm like I can't I'm the most disorganized person ever so I just am like in awe at that yeah it's it's like you have to be able to hustle and I'm so lucky because I have like like my husband is like my biggest support but he totally understands and gets that sometimes I have to work you know 80 hour work weeks and sometimes that means being up at two in the morning getting a campaign ready so Mm -hmm. and you just had a baby right in like November or something Uh uh-huh yep he's gonna turn four months old next week he's so cute that picture of you guys like at the beach you kissing him I was like oh my gosh (laughs) these little squishy cheeks how is it being a mom and like working and hustling it's hard yeah like I I, especially like international women's day and everything kind of like Mm -hmm. celebrating all of those different roles that we have Mm -hmm. I think that being a mom like it's so empowering but it's And I'm lucky that I have like a support system around me because I am gone a lot and I am working a lot, but it, I think it pushed me a little bit further to be even more determined and to work even harder because I want to be able to be like not only a great example of what it means to hustle and to be a boss and also to be a mom. It's like, it's a really big balancing act, but it's something that I really enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine. I like can't keep my life straight with just me (laughs) so I can't imagine like having a husband and kids so like you're freaking killing it in all the areas does your husband have a job or does he he help you with yours he works with me full-time that's fun it's a lot how is that it is so much fun our personalities work so well together that I'm like running around sometimes in a hundred different directions like trying to figure everything out and he's the one who kind of like grounds me and brings me back and says okay like step one what do you need to do today like what do you need to do in the next hour how can I help and he's the one that kind of has taken on that role of really being with my son and being with Blaine all of the time to 
kind of, he's taken on that role and responsibility, which has helped me so much more than if I was had to do both on my own. Yeah, that's so nice. I, I, I've just dated idiots, but I'm like thinking of working with anybody that I dated, I would hate. So it's like, you found a good one. Well, it's awesome because like when we first started dating, he did not know how to even click a camera, like nothing. And then as we were like, we kind of, it was fun because we kind of got to gr- grow together. Like he went and privately took a photography workshop because like, I want to be able to help you. Mm. So he went and like surprised me like, Hey, I know how to take photos. And I know how to edit them now. And uh-huh. it's so interesting because like, especially when I was starting, I was so scared because I was, I was just thinking, how can I do this? How I'm putting our whole family on the line. Like when I was first starting and I'm wanting to like quit my job and pursue mm-hmm. this as a full-time thing he was the one who really like pushed me and said I believe you can do it and he's the one who like invested and made sure that we could like he like helped me to take out a loan for to buy all of my gear and everything and so he's the one that I feel like pushed me forward and propelled me forward so even I don't know even if like for everyone out there who who need who feels like they can't do it like surround yourself with people who do believe in you because like that will make all of the difference it's true it's like nice to be able to lean on people when you're not feeling your best well and that's why I love like your Facebook group that you've launched and that like it's a place where a whole bunch of people who are kind of striving for the same thing can come together and feel that empowerment of like I did it you can do it like get on it. That's so nice. I'm like so glad you think that's what it is. That's what I wanted it to be when I launched it because I was like, there's Facebook groups out there that are just the freaking most negative thing in the world. And it's people like getting on and complaining about this or that. And I was like, no, like all we need, because entrepreneurship is so lonely. Like we just need people to talk with and hang out with that are like, yeah, I'm struggling with like the exact same thing. It's totally normal. It is really lonely, especially when you're like starting your own thing and you're so overwhelmed with like all of these new, like growing pains, like figuring out finances and trying to figure out how to do your own taxes, like little things like that. Like it can be so lonely, but like having this, I feel like is so awesome because we can like grow from each other's knowledge and like have, have just support. Yeah, totally. Well, it's like, imagine running a business without social media. Like if you like being able to get on and like show up for your community and like be there, like supporting the people who support you. I can't imagine if I was just sitting in my room, like talking to no one, you know, it feels like the worst. I couldn't have run a business 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Well, I even think about like, how did we go and get our hair done? Or how did we get family pictures (laughs) without knowing that like, Oh my gosh, they're actually going to do a good job. It was a yeah. world in the night. It's 90s. crazy. It's like crazy where we're living in. I mean, it's like both me and you, like we wouldn't have jobs. If it I know. <laughs> well, and, well, and it's so funny when people are like, oh, I'm doing like a social media fast. It's like, uh, <laughs> don't. That's like my whole life. <laughs> Same. That's what I was telling my mom that when there was like that whole thing of everybody fasting, I was like, literally all of my clients, like a lot of my clients are based in Utah. And I'm like, what do you do in a situation like this? You know? Well, and it was so funny because I'm talking to some of my clients in LA and they're like, why is all my engagement in Utah like gone? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like, 
I'm so sorry, but like the next 10 days, like it's not coming back. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. So like, how did you go from getting clients in Utah to like get working with big names in LA? Were you starting with that or did it just like gradually happen? Well, so it, it was something that was like gradual. I've been really lucky that like most of my businesses referral based. I haven't actually had time. Like, you know, that saying like, or like, you know, when you clean, like if someone cleans houses and they go out and then like they come home, they don't want to clean their own house. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't had time to really promote myself yet Mm -hmm. because of, of that. But it's been amazing because, because of all like the referrals, I started working with some like bigger names here in Utah and doing like some really big collaborative events. And, um, I got invited to this, I was, I was out in LA and I got invited to this really big, like influencer meetup. And I was like, is that like, this is so exciting. And I was kind of like fangirling, like in awe all around. (laughs) And I had my little business cards in my pocket and I was so surprised at how many people like wanted it and how much of a need there was even in like this huge influencer community. And I just started like talking to people and networking. And then from there, like I got invited to this and to more events and like working with more and more people and on their collaborations. And it just grew from there. That's so crazy. How are you like brave enough to do that? Are you an extrovert? I think of myself in like a situation like that. And I would be like, ah, like I would like have big like plans. Like I'm going to do this and talk to people. But in the reality of it, I would be like, well, inside I was freaking out (laughs) inside. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) and then just keep it together. Just keep it together. Like your (laughs) winged eyeliners on point. (laughs) And just like, keeping it cool and I think that was that was something that like really helped was just like treating everyone like real people Mm -hmm. like I don't know even when Lex was at that brunch I was like oh my gosh (laughs) like it's her and just but just keeping like that cool I think that really helped well, I heard something somewhere that said, like, if you idolize these people as, like, these crazy, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're so famous, da, 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 like, you'll never get to that point. You have to, like, normalize whatever. If you're striving to be, like, an influencer or something, you, like, can't idolize these people with huge numbers or it will always be out of reach. Right. I think, I think there's something to be said about, like, looking at the influencers and realizing, like, like even like looking at the Kardashians and the Jenners and saying like, what are they doing right? They are amazing at what they do and like admiring that. But if you say like, I'm never going to get to that point, then that just puts up like a wall for a mental barrier that like you didn't even know you just put up. Yes. Same. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was talking about this on my live last night, but it's like the Kardashians are doing something right. Like if you want to like completely ignore what they're doing and send hate and spend your time doing that, fine. But like, those of us who are successful are going to try to figure out what the heck they're doing. That's like really working. Yeah. And just because you like want to analyze what someone's doing, right. Doesn't mean you love them. Yeah. Like you can say like, I, I may not agree with everything that they do, or I may like not like big butts, but they're doing something <laughs> right. So what yeah. can I do right from them too? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't, yeah, I love that. You can, learn from somebody without like wanting to be them yeah and and I think that that's something too that I think is really empowering is realizing that like every influencer or like every person not even influencer every person has something very unique to offer 
And if you realize that like other people are doing great things, like you're doing a great thing. That's awesome. And I can too. Mm -hmm. I think we just get sometimes in this mentality of like, if she has a, if she has a hundred thousand followers and I can't have a hundred thousand followers, but guess what? They can follow both of you. Like yeah. it, like we can all just grow together. Yeah. I love that. I can too. That's like so powerful. I think it's really hard to like, and it's hard. The, the times that it's hard to figure like get into that mindset is when we're sitting and just scrolling on social media and like not contributing. Cause there's like something like, I don't know, psychological about like when you're just scrolling and not engaging and being social and commenting on people's stuff that I think we get into our minds too much. And it feels like every single person on social media can, but we can't. Well, I was watching one of your things and I loved it. It was like, just get on there, post something and then like, let it go. Don't Mm -hmm. rewatch it again. Like Mm -hmm. if someone is sharing something and you want to talk about it too, hop on there, share it. And then like, move on. Don't analyze yourself. Don't critique yourself. Just like be engaged. Like, Mm -hmm. especially Instagram, it's an engaging platform. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be friends with other people. (laughs) You can't just stalk people and not tell them that you're stalking them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the, in my opinion, that's the secret to the algorithm. <laughs> like, It's just like being social on Instagram is the secret, you know? Really? It's like a social media platform. I have to actually like be social. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just cracked the code. It's been there we all did. along. We deserve billions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you have like a pretty big social media following yourself. How did you grow your following? Um, it honestly, like it was about producing better content. I think like for me, it was content is like everything on Instagram. It is. And okay. And I, my platform isn't like the best when it comes to like, cause some people are really particular about their like cohesive look, but sometimes I think cohesive looks are boring. Me too. Like you go on their page and it's just like every picture is the same same filter in the same three colors. And it's like, cool. Well, I've been seeing this for 200 pictures, but I'm right. And I just love everything. Like I love every editing style Mm -hmm. and every different thing. And I always am trying new things. And I feel like that people actually liked that, which I was People love that. Like people think of it. You don't like to look at people who are posting just the same type of thing. Like you want new content. That's what like drives excitement. Well, and I went, and that's what I loved about your profile. I was like, I have never seen so much color. That's yeah, crazy. Ever. And I love it. And I was like, yeah. I need to do this more. I need to do more color. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. And I definitely feel that pressure because I'm like so into the visuals of like branding. But I've just learned that, yeah, I could like do every other post, like a certain color scheme and do all of these things. And like, obviously I still care if my like feed looks good together. I'm not trying to post like, just randomness. But I think people like paralyze themselves by being so concerned with how their feed looks when in reality, it's, it really is more about the individual posts. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and I think that that's also just like branding, like that's part of your brand. Mm -hmm. And if there's like a client that you're working on that wants a cohesive brand, like let them have the cohesive brand. It doesn't, but you don't have to trap yourself in a box because other. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And it feels too, like with more, maybe if it's like a corporate business type vibe, that could be helpful. But it's like when it's your personal thing, like nobody is that put together in real life. Like, no, there's no way you're being authentic. If like you are so, so like, you know what I'm saying? If if you're like trapped in a box. Yeah, exactly. No one in reality is 
living in that little box or if they are not my vibe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So tell me like, what is the hardest part of your job? Oh, the hardest part. I think it's setting boundaries hmm. because like, especially as an entrepreneur, I feel like this is such like a big deal because like when I first started my business, if a client called me at like three in the morning and I was like on vacation, I would have answered. I would have dropped in everything and I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes you still need to do. Yeah. Like sometimes if it's an emergency, it's an emergency. But I think like as entrepreneurs, like you are your own boss, which is so empowering, but also like you still need to set limits. You need to say like, I need to spend this amount of time with my family or I need to spend this amount of time on me and growing my what I'm passionate about. Um, and I think by setting those boundaries and like sometimes they're time limits, sometimes it's like taking a break every once in a while. I think by doing that, it's so much more healthy than pushing all the time. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that sometimes happens too with like personal things. Like I almost feel like as an entrepreneur, everybody assumes like you are like off the clock all the time. You know, it's like people will be when like, really oh, it's the is. opposite. Yes. On the clock all the time. Because like, if someone works like a nine to five job, like sometimes they're done at five. And if someone calls them after it's like, okay, I'll take care of that tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, as someone who has clients, if like you don't, sometimes you could like lose that client. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can't imagine. I still like, I'm going to keep talking about the hundred clients thing because that is just blowing my mind. I will never <laughs> live that down. <laughs> That's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> 100 clients. How to not lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how, so what would you say, like, how do you set those boundaries with your clients when they are reaching out to you? Do you tell them, like, how do you make that clear? Um, I think it's different. Cause like, obviously, especially with clients, some of them like are a little bit more personal. Some of them are a little bit more formal, mm-hmm. but I think just letting them know, like, this is my full, this is my full-time job and it is something that I'm very passionate about, but mm-hmm. I am a human being and I do need a break every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And I think also part of that is staying on top of things so that when you're taking your breaks or like when you're on vacation, you're not blowing something off. Mm -hmm. Like you've, in order to like do like get those breaks and have those boundaries be in your control, like you have to do the prep work. And I feel like if you're doing that prep work, then you can take that those breaks. But if you don't, then you are blowing something off and it can be detrimental. Yeah, that's so true. And it's like, it doesn't feel good when you're like saying you're like taking a break, but you're really procrastinating some project that you should be working on. Exactly. Exactly. How do you deal with that? Do you like have an issue with procrastination or? Oh, yes. I feel like it's an entrepreneur thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like it's a creative mind thing. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes we just, we have to wait till the last minute. And that's something that's like my personality too is like stress fuels me. Mm-hmm. So when I feel the stress, it's like addictive and I want to keep pushing. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, like, like countdown, let's do it. Yeah. But, um, but I think that like, it's something that I made a goal to try and be better at so that I can have more of those breaks because sometimes that stress buildup can like sometimes you do have mental breaks and you're sitting there sobbing like, how can I get all of this done? And Mm -hmm. that's not healthy either. No, 
But that, yeah, it's like a weird balance because I totally feel the same way. I feel like my best, like a project that would have maybe taken me like three full days, I can get it done in like three hours if it like has to be done. And I'm like, this was amazing, but I was not in like a good mental place those entire three days. Right. So it's yeah, it's an entrepreneur and creative mind thing. I think that we well, just, think but figuring, but figuring out this is, this is like one of the biggest things that I do after every like campaign or like every like sprint or period of time that I've been working on something, I'll sit down and I'll write, okay, what worked about this campaign? What didn't work? What can I learn from it? And what can I apply? Mm, and, awesome. and then when like I'm going back and if I'm working on like a similar campaign or like a similar demographic, I can go back to that and I can say, okay, like this took me a lot longer than I thought it would. So maybe I need to charge a little bit more or I need to have a bigger time frame but by having all of those different like learning experiences from those campaigns um I feel like that's what helps really propel me forward because I'm remembering like it's easy to remember what I did right and what I did wrong and what I can learn yeah I feel like like most people don't do that enough I don't do that enough it's like if you get like caught up in the things and you're just like okay I gotta get this done and then this done it's but that like reflection is so powerful yes absolutely Yeah. I think more like entrepreneurs definitely need to incorporate that into their Well, and like, that's what separates you. Like when people hire you, they're hiring you for your experience, Mm -hmm. right? And if you don't remember your experience and what you did right and what you did wrong, like you can't be as powerful as of a tool. Mm -hmm. And you can say like, I have in this golden notebook, I call it my golden notebook. (laughs) I have like 300 different campaigns of what I've done right, what I've done wrong, like, like people value that and you're going to be a bigger asset. Well, and that probably just helps you too, to like have that physical version of it. Like to be like, yes, like I've, sometimes it's hard to remember like all you've done and all you've learned. And so to have that like physical golden notebook is like so cool. Right. And it helps, and it helps to repeat success. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, and it helps to avoid failures because if you don't learn from your failures, eventually they're going to happen again and you're kicking yourself in the butt. (laughs) Do you ever get like scared to like, if a new client comes to you and you're like, oh, like, I don't think I'm like good enough for this. Like when big names started coming to you, did you ever doubt yourself? Oh yes. I was like, who am I (laughs) to be telling you what to do with your platform? Yeah. Like, and it was terrifying because I was like, what if I do something wrong? And I, and I remember like I had so much fear and so much anxiety, especially when I was getting like these huge clients mm-hmm. and I was like, what if I don't perform? Like, what if, what if I fail? Which mm-hmm. I feel like is the, my, my, it's my biggest thing. Like, what if I fail is like my biggest boundary. But, um, I remember like just sitting, I was like sitting and I was just like pondering and meditating, like about all of, like, why I was having all of these fears, and then I remember, like, my husband came down, and he's like, why are you so scared, like, I've never seen you like this, like, why are you so nervous, and I was like, because what if I fail, Mm -hmm. and he's like, then you learn so much more, he's like, you don't learn from success, you learn from failure, and like, what a great opportunity to fail, Wow. And I, and I, and like that snapped me and probably changed like the course of my career more than I could ever say. And just like verbalizing my fears out loud made them not not seem as big as they were. 
And it's been like my biggest thing, like going forward is if I fail, like I cannot be scared of failure because then that prevents me from other opportunities. And if someone, if you can just like say out loud, like what a great opportunity to fail. Like, I think that it's so much more powerful and it's empowering. It it makes failure empowering. Yeah. It like takes away the like, it takes away its power and makes it empowering. Oh, absolutely. You know, it it like takes away its power to stop you and like motivates you. Yeah. What a great opportunity to fail. Yeah. I freaking love that. I think we, I mean, we make it such a bigger deal, like failure, such a bigger deal than it is when in reality, if we say no, like if you had said no to this big thing you were scared about, like think of how much less ahead you would be than you are right now. Well, and it, it wouldn't have just been like, cause the thing with failure is it's a learning opportunity, but if like you don't even do it cause you're scared, like you gain literally nothing, at least with mm-hmm. failure, you gain something. Gain something. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Um, what's your like favorite part of your business? Ooh, my favorite part. I love like, I love when like a plan comes together. Like when a campaign comes together and you have like have brainstormed all these ideas and all of a sudden like it comes together and it's posted and it's like just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I love it. It's like an adrenaline rush. And it's yes, so that seems like the best feeling ever to like work on this huge thing and then have it like all happen. And it's just beautiful. Like I love, I love campaigns because they're so cohesive and they're so beautiful when it all comes together. And then not only that, but when people respond to it and your client is happy and the thought their followers are happy, like it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have fears over like how volatile, like the internet world can be with like your clients and stuff? Oh yeah. Well, and especially because some of my clients Oh, they're so dumb sometimes. Like, like influencers, I'm like, why did you comment on that? Like, you know that like they're gonna get after you because of that. I don't know. And and the other thing is is that like I think that people like eventually Instagram is gonna like fade out. Mm-hmm. And like cause everything, every company, like something will eventually beat it out. Like with Walmart, everyone was like, who's gonna be bigger than Walmart? And then Amazon came along. Or even, like, in the influencer world, like, two or three years ago, like, Jaclyn Hill was the number one beauty influencer. And then people realized that men were better at makeup than women. Mm. And now Jeffree starts the biggest. Like, and I think just realizing that, like, you have to adapt. You have to grow because something new is always going to be coming. But I think at this point, like, digital marketing it's always going to be like a powerhouse. It may not be like the platforms that we're on now, but like, it's always going to be there. Yeah. So what do you think is, do you think uh, YouTube's going to become like bigger than Instagram? Hmm. I don't know. I think that they're different because since YouTube is monetized, Hmm. it's like, I always like with influencers, like it's so much easier to monetize on YouTube than it is on Instagram. But Instagram, like taking a photo is so much less time than producing a whole Yeah, yeah so YouTube like, seems like the hardest. For me, I'm like, that would be the hardest platform to like really take seriously. Right. Well, and YouTube is such like an international platform. Mm-hmm. 
that's hard too. Like it's hard to compare them. I feel like they're apples and oranges. They provide different, like, like I feel like YouTube is so educational Mm -hmm. and Instagram is really pretty. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I feel like some products just lend themselves more to Instagram than they do to YouTube. True. Um, what would you say to somebody who is like wanting to get started in some social media platform? What platform would you tell them to use? Do you think it's different for every person? Yeah. I like, and it's, it's different from like brands. Like if you're wanting to be like a public figure, like Instagram is awesome. And if you have like content you want to provide, then YouTube's going to be a really great platform. It kind of depends on like your niche and what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Um, I, cause I don't, and I feel like it's like kind of what you said in your live, it's hard to do every single platform, right? So know like your, which platform you want to focus on and like do it good. Yeah. Um, would you say it's important to kind of have like, cause I always wonder this with me where I now have time to be on like other platforms and stuff. Would you say it's important to have a little bit like everywhere? Cause like a lot of those YouTubers, they still have Instagrams or these other. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would definitely say have all of them mm-hmm. like and, then and just have a very cohesive on. one because I feel like each one is different too. Like Instagram is like your place where like clients can come to you, but like your Facebook group is where you create a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like each platform has something really valuable to provide. And it's just getting on that platform and saying, what do I want to provide on this platform? And then doing it. Yeah, true. Okay, I like that. What is like your big goals for your business moving forward? Like 10 years into the future, where do you see your business? I would love, like this is the ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. to create like a firm that not only handles clients, but that teaches people. I love mm-hmm. teaching. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm sure you do too, because of all of your different things. So I would love to do like a social media, like full-time firm school where people can mm-hmm. come and learn and be trained for companies and influencers yeah people need it and like thinking about like at the different day jobs I worked and stuff um the people who were running social media like even the like the CMOs and stuff didn't really know how Instagram was being used in that moment like oh my goodness there's like such a need for education like Mm -hmm. educate yourself and Mm -hmm. like YouTube and Google like they're great and they're awesome platforms but they can only take you so far Mm -hmm. like invest in yourself like if you really want to do this like take workshops like take your like your courses like there are so many great things and by putting like that money and that value into yourself it will propel you forward in a way that a free thing couldn't totally well and I mean I was talking about this on my live the other night but like if you invest in it, you'll take it seriously. Like since you took out this loan and you bought all this equipment, it wasn't like you were going to try it and then be like, well, this isn't working like on to the next thing. Well, and I was even like, there was like that brunch that we went to, I loved it and it was awesome, but there were supposed to be like so many people there. So I was talking to Breen. I'm like, you just need to charge for tickets. Mm-hmm. And like, Well, we want to create like this free resource for everyone. I'm like, that's great. And that's awesome. But if you only charge $2 for tickets, mm-hmm. like people are going to show up for $2 more than they would have been. And it's so funny that that would make such a difference. 
but it does. Well, and I think the people like they're for sure. I mean, I had that girl like attack me that I wasn't doing everything for free. And I'm like, people like you who want everything for free, never show up. You don't show up for yourself. You don't show up for the events you sign up for. You don't show up for these trainings that you sign up for. Like the people who are willing to, yeah, even invest $2 or $5, like everybody can make that happen. And you will actually show up for yourself. You're showing up for yourself just even by buying the ticket. Well, and I think it changes your mentality. It's showing that you're, that you believe in yourself. If you go and spend $100 on a workshop, that is an investment in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, I believe that I can do this, which is like destroying that mental barrier in a way that something free never could. Yeah, 100%. When I think about like the biggest, scariest investments I've made in my business, it was like the only thought that stopped me was, what if I don't like make this back? And then once you realize that, it's like, that's so ridiculous for that. It's not the money that you're afraid of. It's again, that thing of like failure that is stopping you. Right. And realizing that there is always going to be a job in corporate America for you. Mm -hmm. Like if you take this course and you invest in yourself and you are then further educated, like even if you go back to a nine to five job, you can put that on your resume and get paid so much more. Exactly. Yeah. But But if you want to like propel your business forward and like you to propel forward, like there comes a point you have to educate yourself and you have to believe in yourself because if you don't, you won't show up for yourself and you won't like go further. Totally. And even if you like are just a person who, not just a person, but if you like, like the corporate scene and you like, I loved my corporate job while I had it, but it's still like, those types of things, even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, push you so much more forward than the people who are just coming up, showing up, working the nine to five and leaving. Well, and that's so much better because if you have a corporate job, go talk to your boss. Mm -hmm. The company will pay for it. Mm -hmm. Like say, this is going to help our business and our company. Can I go and attend this? Of course, like who would say no to Mm -hmm. that? And then they're going to pay for it. And now you're educated. You didn't like you invested in yourself, but also the company paid for it and you're moving forward. Yeah. I remember that with like some of my old jobs. I was like, we should do this conference, this conference. And obviously it was helping them because I learned more, but it's like, also, yeah, get your company to like cover that for you. Yeah. Although what would you say? Like the difference between the main difference between working. So were you working full time at like the BYU place? So I was going to school. I was working. I was working there part time and doing my business. It was okay. Nuts. But so, but so I was doing that part time, and then I quit and started my thing full time. So, what is like the main difference that you love about owning your own business? There, it's like there's so many like pros and cons. Like I would definitely say like owning your own business is not for everyone. No, yeah, because if I agree. you like a stable environment and if you like continuity, like don't own your own business. Mm-hmm. Because like you, because there's going to be like a lot of changes, but all the time. I feel like if it's not changing, like I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like owning your own business, it empowers you so much because like any success that you achieve, like it's you, like you're doing it. And it's so wonder, it's very freeing and it's something that helps, it helped me like mentally to know like I was a, I was a boss and I can do it and it was 
it was a wonderful feeling more than like the corporate America side where like with a nine to five job, like I felt like it was just constantly going on and on and on where I didn't get to reflect on like the big moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I agree. But I do agree too that like, I think sometimes there's this pressure of like, and I probably put this pressure on people too on accident, but like that you have to do this and you have to do it this way. But it's like, if you're craving extra money, start a little side thing. You know, it's like with you, if, if when you first started taking on these side things, if somebody was like, you're going to quit your job and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't you think that would have probably freaked you out? Oh yeah. I would have been like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And I would have put the brakes on and I would have backed it up. But I think that there's nothing wrong with like, some people can just like jump in the water and like, go all in all at once. And there Mm -hmm. comes a point where like, you kind of do have to break those ties Mm -hmm. um, and say like, I am going to do this full time, but some people like jump all the way in and some people it's like a gradual process. I felt with me, it was like a little bit more gradual because like I had my part-time job and I was doing this Mm -hmm. and there came a point where I realized like I was making more money doing this, even though I loved my job at BYUTV. Like I loved it. It was one of the hardest things to leave it. But I realized that I had outgrown it and that I needed to like go all in in this other thing. So I think that there's nothing wrong with doing like a gradual process as long as you feel like you're progressing at a good pace. Mm -hmm. If you stall, then that's when you know like you kind of have to make a decision. Yeah. And I I think sometimes there's like a lot of like for creatives, we really crave some sort of safety. I personally, I like have to feel kind of safe to be able to create my best work. And so sometimes doing that transition phase of like, okay, I'm like building this up can be really helpful for like a creative soul. Yes, absolutely. That, and, and then I want everyone to like, there does come a point where you do feel safe. Mm -hmm. Like, like in our businesses, like right now, like, even though like, like there is constant like fluctuation of clients Mm -hmm. like I have a savings built up like if something bad happened I have that like safety net yeah Um, and I and I think that like at first it is really scary because you think I'm never going to have the stability again but like it will happen it will come yeah and it's it's literally as simple as that like stability is as simple as having a savings account yeah for me, that's all I need. I just need to know that there's a certain amount of money in my bank account that if yeah. something goes wrong, I yeah. have it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I feel like, I don't know. I don't know with you, but like for me, after like hitting the one year mark, it feels like your business, if you've been really taking it seriously, you can kind of trust that even if clients are fluctuating, even if this is changing, it just kind of feels like at that moment, okay, things are going good. Like I know what I'm doing. I know how to attract clients. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it feels, it feels entrepreneurship gets a lot more fun. I feel like after, even after the first six months of really giving it your all, it's, it gets, it gets to be less like stressful and more like empowering. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So I have to ask you, what would the eight year old version of Melissa, what would she think of you now? Oh my gosh. I, I think even like the 18 year old version of me would be like, (laughs) what in the hell did you do? (laughs) Like, yeah, because I think, because I, growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and I never felt like, like I, I had different career paths that I thought about, but I never knew it. 
And so I think if I, if like eight-year-old me looked at me, I think that she would just be like so blown away because I'm even blown away Mm -hmm. at like success. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that you get to like, I think people think, especially with influencers, like they get to a point and they're like, oh, they just think that they're awesome. But I think everyone like thinks like, how did I get here? And they look at how far that they've come in the mountain that they've climbed. Mm -hmm. And it's so empowering because if you've come that far, like think about how much further you can go. Yes, I love that. And it's just going to get easier and easier. It feels like the higher you climb, the more like you build up. I mean, because from all these failures, from all these like lessons you've learned, it gets so much easier to like climb quickly. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So if our, my listeners want to find you, where should they go? So I'm on Instagram as the wise wife. I love Instagram. It's probably my favorite. So just come send me a DM. Let's be best friends. I make, I make friends. I love friends. Like, let's go to lunch. I'm not a scary person. (laughs) Yes. Friends, online friends that turn into real friends are the best type. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and like sharing your wisdom. It's been fun talking. It's been so fun. Thanks for having me. And I am obsessed with you. So I'm so glad that we found each other. (laughs) Same. Okay. Bye. Bye.